From St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, this is The Five O'Clock, a weekly podcast of our Sunday 5 p.m. service. I'm Patrick Miller, the rector of St. Mark's. Welcome. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In this morning's gospel, we hear repeated what scholars call the little apocalypse. That is Jesus's summary of what is about to happen, and then his looking forward to what will ultimately happen, which is God's definitive intervention in the course of human history. It is interesting to note that to his first century audience, Luke's gospel would have seemed as if much of it had come true. He writes, when you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place. And indeed, the 70s or so A.D., were a period of great conflagration between Rome and various Judean sects and groups that rebelled against Romans. Hence, all of this takes place in the context of Jesus speaking about the temple and how one day, he foretells, it will be torn down. The temple in Jerusalem was destroyed in 72 AD and has not been rebuilt since. To many of us, apocalyptic language can be somewhat uncomfortable, and yet it is something that has existed since the beginning of the Christian story. In many ways, Christianity was seen as an apocalyptic religion, a religion that revealed something of God's definitive action in history. In the 300s AD, scholars Christian theologians, that is, believed that Constantine the Great's conversion would herald in the beginning of the end of days. Later, in the 11th century, people saw, or 12th century, people saw St. Francis and St. Dominic, these friar figures, as perhaps being heralds, prophets, if you will, of doomsday. Many Franciscans went on to believe that actually St. Francis himself was the second Christ. They were sort of persecuted out of uh, the Christian story. In the 17th century, um, the Isianic prophecy about God uprooting Israel, quote, root and branch, was taken to by people like Oliver Cromwell to indicate the rooting out of what Oliver Cromwell would use the word papistical or Roman Catholic elements and the restoration of a pure and new Israel in the Church of England and the heralding of the end days. Needless to say, Oliver Cromwell's prophecy did not come true and decades later, Charles II came back to the throne of England, and the Church of England, as we know it today, was restored. And in recent times, we hear all too often about 
how some Christians interpret the signs of the times as being somehow foretold in Scripture. The truth is, other than the reference to 72 AD, we don't really know. If we take Jesus' words seriously, however, we should beware Beware that we are not led astray. For many, Jesus says, will come in his name and say, I am he and the time is near. Jesus is, however, clear. Do not go after them. Christianity is at its best when we wait with patient expectation of God's act entering into history, but not actually following any one party, any one sect, or studying scripture as if it is, you know, a horoscope of what will happen. The point is, is that the wrongs of our world, the injustices that we see will not go on forever. And that God, in his love and mercy, will come to be judge, not only of the evil, but also to uplift the good and the afflicted, to comfort the oppressed and the sad. And it is that expectation that sustains our Christian faith. Does that mean that, you know, we should interpret current events in view of what was written 2,000 years ago? Absolutely not. It does mean, however, that we should live in patient expectation of receiving God's intervention into history through Jesus Christ, who will come not as he did before in lowliness and poverty, but as he said he would return in power and with great glory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Darkness.
This episode was produced by St. Mark's Episcopal Church with special thanks to our band, led by Cameron Deason-Hammond. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, so join us every Sunday for the 5 o'clock service at St. Mark's, 3816 Bel Air Boulevard in Houston, Texas, or visit us online at stmarks-houston.org, S-T-M-A-R-K-S-Houston.org.